0: All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 405 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today we've got St. Louis Kiss Lonnie. What's up? Daniel, joining us from tomorrow. Hi. <laughs> hey, Daniel. Wee's on the board, of course. And St. 60 L- uh, 69th Blizzard. <laughs> Voice of reason. Hey, hey. Yeah, we nearly forgot... Well, Lonnie nearly got two introductions. What wow. About that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. You're, you're, you're moving up the food chain there. Pretty good. All right. So how do you buy any Kiss shit this week or get any new Kiss shit? Mm. Or revisit any Kiss shit? I mean, what have you been watching on YouTube and shit? Because uh, I've been going through Auckland 1980. Ooh yeah and i kept finding versions on youtube that have dropouts between the songs i'm like that's fucking annoying so it made mm. me go into my box of cds and dvds and dig out mine to go and listen to that from of course the unmasked tour and, and thoroughly enjoying it there's also some uh, new audio up uh, the vinnie vincent demo five songs from the mid-1980s some of which is <coughs> warrior actually not I did. Vinnie. Yeah. Yeah, he put his name on it, but it was actually Warrior, so uh, that's a shock. And Gene Simmons' auction, Acetate, so quite a bit of new music. I just want to also mention to Gene, Rock is so dead that Def Leppard has a really good new song out. Another one from their forthcoming I Halo I saw that, or I heard it actually, yeah. Yeah, Today. and it's getting a very positive review, which is nice. Pretty amazing. All right, what you guys got? Anything been on your radar, musically or otherwise, Lonnie?
1: Mm, not really.
0: Have you even slug. listened to Kiss this week? I have. I yeah. have listened to Kiss this week.
1: And I listened to Rock and Roll Over the other day while I was at the. Gym. Oh wow. It was good.
0: Good little thirty-five. Thirty-five minutes. Perfect. Nice, good album. Ken, what about you?
2: The last, last thing I listened to recently was uh, of Kiss was um, the Elder. Music, the, the clear vinyl uh, it really it sounds really good really really good so uh, I thought I swear I heard stuff uh, things that I hadn't heard before uh, which is interesting to me uh, just cer- certain effects that maybe I didn't notice before <laughs> or maybe I just don't remember them <laughs> but well, it, you know it, it was a good listen
0: That's actually a very, you know, good segue just into a point before I go to you, Daniel. I got a box full of CDs and uh, other stuff, tapes and whatnot, and I was going through them, and there were like three copies of the... Elder demos from you know that have circulated for years, and I was listening to the demos that don't run. I'm like, oh, this sounds fucking awesome. This is This is an upgrade, you know, because that's what my mission is: (laughs) always to find something that's just marginally better. And there's Mm -hmm. a second version that has a funky ending of Ace's vocal on the end of it. I'm like, oh, I've never heard this before. This is like this is like a rarity. So I go into my master file and compare it, and they're absolutely identical. Uh, what thing. a letdown! that's yeah. the great thing about getting old Ooh. is, is that you forget every day everything can be new again when you have dementia <laughs> at age 50 uh, so. Daniel what about you what, what have you been doing
3: in KISS World well I was a bit inspired by uh, the previous episode where we uh, compared Psycho Circus to the first album KISS and uh, Actually, I'd, I'd like to uh, mention a few comments from last episode because we always talked about we should uh, mention what what kind of feedback we, we got last time, but but we never, <laughs> I don't think we have addressed it ever, but we, we talked about it. And I, I thought a bit about some of the comments. One guy, Hulu99, he said, this is fun, looking forward to the next battle. Yeah, me too, I thought it was fun as well jordan davidson he said great episode i love the down-to-earth vibe of all the panel members very easy to feel part of the kiss faq club the best kiss podcast by far and then he comments on mark's comment about we are one being total bullshit. Uh, if you remember right. anyway if if you guys that are listening to this one if you have missed that episode go back and listen to it I think it was kind of fun and uh, the biggest thing that people commented on was uh, actually the matchup between uh, Journey Journey of a Thousand Years and uh, Nothing to Lose uh, because actually there was a bit of a surprise there uh, yeah. and one guy Daryl Hall he said uh, did he really compare Journey of a Thousand Years to Caviar? <laughs> LMAO i compared more to a can of tuna <laughs> no. So I thought that was kind of funny And then people say like Wolf of Nature, Deuce on the first record Is a stinker, it's always a skip Psycho is a never a skip Firehouse is another stinker uh, It's always a skip Pledge is never a skip uh, So people getting into The sound of the first album Which we commented on quite a bit and uh we may end on this one paul russell he said i'm enjoying listening to you guys you're not haters but you're also not cult fanboys who refuse to do anything other than worship every song and pray to every word a kiss member says feels balanced so so that 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 was some of of the comments and uh, this made me go back and listen to kiss alive once again uh, the proper versions of of the 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 songs from the first album so that was what i was listening to this week
0: well thank you for that as well and for following through on that suggestion that we've always had to go through some of our listener comments and thank you for everyone who does take the time to you know leave a comment on the show Uh, we do appreciate it and we do appreciate you watching and listening to us of course and Daniel thank you for going back through all those episodes and putting chapters on them that's a a real big help for a lot of uh, Um, viewers or listeners well viewers on YouTube who want to maybe skip to a particular part of a show
3: yeah i I think it's a good way of of getting people into old shows i mean me myself i i I listen to a few kiss podcasts but but i always struggle finding the bits which i really want to listen to so if there aren't chapters uh, i usually skip the episode because it's you you know you just have that many hours a day to go through kiss stuff so i think it helps a lot
0: It does, and I mentioned some media at the top of the show here um, that's up on YouTube. This week there were a couple of brand new old demos posted on the board by Talvis. If you know who he is, you know who he is. He's one of the Scandinavians, and he's on a similar mission from God that I am and he uh, got a hold of some more early Chris material one songs called body and soul don't judge it by its title um, which comes from the very first lineup of Chris with uh, Phil narrow now the late Phil narrow a fantastic Canadian singer uh, fronting that band. and also a second song called stick it Um, did any of you have an opportunity to check those out and what were your thoughts on them I did not I, I did, did not, not
3: either catch those I actually listened to them I I thought, I, I thought they were they, they were kind of kind of fun contributions and at, at this point of time it's really fun that there is still stuff that you haven't heard and just quickly uh, the guy that found these he's a co-writer on you know those Swedish uh, books that uh, we've talked about partners in crime and oh, yes, yes. they're coming up with a new one in um, not too long i think it's like two months away um and if you read those which you haven't because they're in swedish but anyway you, you guys listening maybe a <laughs> few maybe you read them <laughs> and didn't understand squat but, but uh <laughs> but uh just for fun yeah and they're real page turners and it's obvious that this guy is really really into peter chris uh the post kiss era so he mm-hmm. really goes into that era in every book and i mean he goes in deep and he seems kind of obsessed with with that era. but and that's fun for the rest of us
0: yeah and you know it's peter chris and you know i'm t- in total agreement with alex on the post kiss stuff you know i i kind of Chris loses me a, a certain amount. I do love some of the narrow demos, you know, wait for the minute to rock and roll and, and whatnot. But I was really more into kind of the remixes of Out of Control, stuff like Jenny Lee and Rock and Roll Survivor from Let Me Rock You, and even, um, what was it, The Alliance or The Dangerous Men or, or whatever it was. Um, the, the second demo which had stuff like baby hold on not the first one which had like telltale valentine which was a bit more soppy so I'm interested more in kinda that earlier 80s era right through when uh, the keeps happening with uh, Mark St John so lots of good stuff and I'm so glad they're doing the legwork and turning up this stuff and more importantly thank you for sharing it with the community you know we'll all get around to listening to it eventually unless it's just not our bag which uh, you know sometimes it isn't let's get back into kiss and they're back on the road just completed their first two nights in santiago chile um, massive crowds they added a second date because the first one was sold out and the, uh, the what turned out to be the first one really looked like it was packed as well, very near a sellout again, and I think that's a 16,000 seater, so, you know, the fans are hungry, and if anyone was expecting any shocks, like a new set list, forget it they're taking the show all the, all around the world to these markets I haven't seen it as many times as people in the United States have so you got to keep that in mind it, it didn't look like there was much pyro and who, know, who knows what the limitations are down there there was a little bit I saw one thread where someone was bitching about the number of pods I counted them and there were still 11 so I'm like what the fuck um, you know put on your glasses raise your glasses um Any any thoughts on these initial shows? Are you surprised by there's no change, or did you expect anything, or or, or what? Lonnie? No, I didn't
1: didn't expect a change at all. I mean, like you said, the people in in South America haven't, haven't seen this show yet, despite the tour being three years old at this point. You know, South America got scheduled multiple times over the last two years with you know, the world being shut down for a good part of it. So, did I Did I expect them to change the set list at all? No, I really didn't. I, I, I thought, you know, they're they're going to do the exact same set list that, that they've done. I was a little disappointed, it, it, to contradict myself, though I am a little disappointed you're playing the same city, back-to-back nights. Maybe we could throw one different song in there because, let's be honest, there's, like, Decent amount of people here that were here the other the other night as well. But um, after I've seen them in Vegas do the exact same set night, you know, Friday and Saturday night, I wasn't really going to hold them to that. So, you know, it, it is what it is at this point. You know, I mean, they, they are on their victory lap. This is like the, the last stretch of the victory lap even at this point that – I mean, they could look at each other and say, well, what's the point of changing it up at this point? Really? You know, these are the songs we're going to do. This is it. We've played them. We've played them. We know them. We're just going to, you know, do this one, one last go around. So I wasn't surprised at all
0: yeah if you spent your life on youtube watching the videos shame on you here's the real deal regardless I, I think it is ass though that uh concurrent nights or consecutive nights part of me in the same city couldn't even throw in strutter or you know just something and ken
2: yeah i mean unlike Lonnie, um the <laughs> i didn't expect any change at all no um But, you know, across my mind, I thought, well, you know, there are some songs that, heavier songs, I think, that they tend to like down there, um, listen to um, certain types of, you know, music. um, And I think they could have thrown in a couple of, you know, different songs. But, yeah, in the end, I knew, I just didn't think it was going to happen. But, yeah, they could have done it, but it's... (laughs) Just keep it the same thing. They don't have to reprogram anything. They don't have to record new vocals or do something. What do you wrong. mean? All right, well, I don't know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> wait.
2: Wait. <laughs> or pull yeah. vocals or something. What
0: are you suggesting, Ken?
2: Vegas or something. I don't know. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, so um, you know what the thing is. I just saw saw a couple of videos and the crowd was really going crazy. I mean they really were loving it you, you could see it uh, and they seemed to know all the songs and the lyrics and, and everything I mean they seem more excited than you know the American crowd <laughs> um, you know so but yeah it, 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 it's gonna be a good you know little tour uh, down there
0: yeah Daniel were you putting uh, <laughs> Ken on your naughty list for him uh, I do? speaking badly about vocals
3: uh, I can't go against the voice of reason. He, he's always correct, you know, oh. but, but, uh, but uh, most of the time, but, uh, but uh, I think the thing to take away from all of this is, uh, as Ken mentioned, the crowd. I think it's it, it actually takes me back to some of the first times I, I watched Kiss. Uh, it was back in 97 when they did consecutive nights. And they didn't change up that much. I, I, they added "Come On and Love Me" for the second show, and that was, was it. And that was like in '90s, yeah, but in '97. So if they change one song back then, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not expecting them to change that much now, when there are, you know, certain uh, hinders in the way, certain things that make it harder for them to change up uh, the set list. Um, so uh, it is. It is what it is. Uh, I didn't watch that much. One other thing that I thought was kind of cool was the new guitar that uh, Tommy Thayer used. Uh, I think he mm. used that one, the the, the chrome guitar. Kind of kind of cool
0: yeah I was going to actually mention those things because there's been some new merch announced as well Gene obviously has been doing his G2 okay. Thunderbird bases for a while uh, but he now has a Gibson commercial for it and it's absolutely <laughs> hilarious he's dialed <laughs> it back to crazy. a 1980's late night US low budget low fi uh, commercial it's cornball it's atrocious and it's absolutely fantastic I, I really dig it I can't stand the bass. That is not a Gene Simmons bass. That's a Nikki Six bass. Uh, just go right. back to your Punisher um, or the Axe. That, that's what people expect you to be playing. That's what looks good. I mean, if, if that's just for money, well, it is. It's got to be. It's a be cash grab. Everybody,
1: everybody's already bought a, a Punisher or an Axe, so I'll come up with something new and we'll you get five them, grand out of them. Buy something else.
0: Yeah. So, Daniel, thoughts on the uh, the the base or the commercial? Uh,
3: I agree. I thought the commercial was really funny. Um, but uh, uh, the base, I don't know really. Uh, as you said, every time I see that kind of base, uh, I think of Nika Six in the eighties. Uh, but I mean, Lonnie summed it up pretty well. It's a it's a it's a catch cash grab. Uh, and I don't think he'll be using that bass that much, uh, maybe for a few few shows, but hopefully he'll go back to his uh, original basses.
0: Who mentioned Tommy's guitar? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. That, that's absolutely insane that guitar yeah. it, it really it it does look good and it's like he's finally found one that's all his I think I, I saw some of kind of the chrome guitars being worked on on Jim Kara's uh Facebook so who knows where that one comes from but it, it really does look good Lonnie guitars and basses yeah I I like Tammy's new guitar I like the blue
1: one he was playing recently too that I thought that looked you know unique and you know, kind of signature of his own type type thing. But that Gene bass, is, I mean, as much as I'll praise the Tommy guitars, I think those are cool. But the Gene bass is ridiculous looking. It's ridiculous looking, first of all. It's a Nikki six bass, and like I said, I mean, it's it's a cash grab because he's thinking, okay, well, you know, my the fa- the Kiss fans with disposable income, they've already bought an axe, they've already bought a stage played. Punisher. Well, I'll come out with a new one, and and, and they'll buy that. And, and that's what it is. Yeah. It's one last one last go around So let me get one. Let me let
0: me get them for let me get them one more time. Yeah, Ken. Thoughts on these instruments, basses and guitars.
2: Well, the Tommy guitar. Yeah, I saw the chrome. I thought, oh, that's you know, just a great idea. I don't know if it's been it's probably been done before somewhere, but not maybe on to this level. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but it just made me think of, you know, it makes me think of classic cars, you know, with the the chrome bumpers and that kind of stuff, you know, all the chrome on. It. I thought, oh yeah, that's that's really cool, you know. Um, so yeah, that that's a nice touch, and it works with the the spaceman, you know, thing. Um, and, the, and then jeans, yeah, jeans base. I agree, it's. It doesn't fit him at all. It just—it just it just does not go with uh, his persona. Or I mean, we're so used to, you know, punishers and axes and that sort of thing. So, um, and but the commercial, you know, I thought it reminded me of the. And i, I said said so on the board that reminded me of those old Saturday Night Live skits where they would make fun of uh, those kind of ads, like the, you know, uh, Ron Popeel, you know, those kind of. <coughs> Um, Ronco or whatever they were called uh, commercials that they used to have back in the day um, and, and they used to spoof spoof those on Saturday Night Live and that's what it felt like it felt like a, a spoof of a you know a, of a regular type uh, commercial but yeah it was, it was kind of, this was funny it was out there uh, you know it's something different
0: so it looks a bit like do you remember the Paul Stanley PS12 Starfire from Washburn, which oh. had uh, a, 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 it had the same kind of Air Force-y logo on the pick guard. Those oh things, yeah, the Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, those things were only. Those were made to be smashed. Right. They're just they're trash. Bad. Yeah. They they, they, they didn't <laughs> they didn't look right. They had this gaudy ass uh, whatever that thing's called at the end of the guitar uh, bridge. Uh, bridge guard, whatever that was decorative, which looked like it was a a Texas Ranger badge instead of Paul's star. (laughs) Not just terrible, as is the base. But moving on to other merch that is kind of causing the chattering classes to twitter the kiss bicycle. Oh. Right. I can't wait to see Paul Stanley on one of these saying, I just e-biked 100 miles on my new whatever. Motorized the... now, now, these are available in Australia, I believe, and one of the right. models has already sold out. Apparently, apparently. Allegedly. But I think they are I mean, atrocious. They don't look, well, they look like a 1912 motorbike. Which they basically are, because back then <coughs> there was a, it was like a one-stroke engine or something really low. Right. These things with the batteries are basically motorbikes to me. Yeah. They should be allowed in oh, bicycle hell. lanes because they're not 100% powered by human power. But Daniel, thoughts on the bicycles? <sighs>
3: <sighs> I don't know what to say about those, but uh, uh, but it made me think of the classic uh, Kiss motorbikes from the 70s. If you remember those that they posed with, those were real cool. Uh, those looked uh, awesome. But uh, these bikes, I don't know. Uh, at times, I, I wonder who is behind these uh, merch, this merchandise, which is obviously not any good. Uh, and, and um, I don't know that people would be interested in having KISS bikes. Even though you said it's sold, I, I, I'm not sure. If I talk to KISS fans that I know, I'm sure no one is interested in that bike. Uh, so I really don't know who's buying them, but uh, people seem to buy whatever they put out. So, 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 some fans, <laughs> because you certainly have to be a fan in order to buy this atrocity. Uh, I mean, uh, you wouldn't find the man in the street going, oh, that's a nice looking bag. I have to get that one. So uh, I just think it's a bad idea.
0: Yeah. It, listen, someone comes to Epic Rights and says, I want to do this. And they say, well, you need a license to do that. Here's what a license will cost, you know, once they've got the details of how many and, you know, all that. Presumably, because uh, I've never asked for a license. So I have no idea how it works. Um, and then the the business decides whether it's economically viable. Cash changes hands, and they've got the right to use a image. That's it. It hasn't really has nothing to do with Kiss other than that, I think. I mean, I, I'm sure if Paul did some design on it, it would have at least some purple and green fluorescent streamers coming out of the grips on the handlebars, you know, to really... <laughs> Kick it up a notch in terms of asylum, but the point is, is you go from those badass motorcycles in the '70s to basically tricycles and trinkets in the 2020s, and it, you know, yeah, I don't know. We're talking about the same band that that has a
1: bowling ball and like their faces on ashtrays too, you know. I mean, (laughs) there's really nothing they won't. There's almost nothing they won't do. If someone wants to give them the money for name, image, and likeness, they're going to do it.
3: Yeah, I think that's a part of the problem. That KISS, they, they aren't involved in the, the merchandise anymore, it seems. They just grab the cash all the time. They have been doing that for years. So there's really no quality control. They just, ah, here's some catch. Uh, here's some cash let let's take it and whatever they produce I don't, I don't I don't even care to take a look at I'm sure they they haven't been involved at any stage of this uh, so that's a big problem
0: all right Ken give us the voice of reasons take on kiss bicycles please
3: <laughs>
2: I looked at it and I thought okay yes money and money grab. I didn't like the image so much, or you know that that they used. Uh, I just thought they could have done better. Even if you're gonna put kiss on the bike, at least do a little better. You choose better what you're gonna put on it. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. They can do what they want to do. You know, it's it's their right to to do what they want. Um, but I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs>
0: Are you gonna there buy? You go. Are you to buy Bruce and Lisa's pancake apron?
2: Oh, I can make some panc. Yeah, they have some pancake recipes. Uh, I might try a couple of those. Uh, they look, you know, pretty good. I uh, might as well try. I have my own little try tries at recipes of pancakes, but uh, yeah, I might try one of theirs. Uh, it could be interesting. Yeah, might flour, be good.
0: Flour, sugar, baking soda, baking powder, vanilla. vanilla. Yep, um, and a waffle egg. iron. An egg. And, and an egg. egg, yep, and that's all I need to, to make a waffle. Not too much. Right. Yeah, just uh, very basic. But I'm actually surprised that Bruce may beat Paul to a cookbook, because it certainly, <laughs> it certainly <laughs> looks yeah. like he's uh, Don't to give get Paul but, any ideas. Yeah. Any in that direction? Well, no. Paul's Son still of burning. Paul still. Uh, Paul's still burning pizzas. So uh, he's burning his pizzas. Yeah. Lonnie, your thoughts on Bruce's new endeavor?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever Bruce wants to do is fine. It's good. And it, 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 Dana Dana's shaking his head like you're supposed to be rock stars. Why are you putting up pan rest, pancake recipes? <laughs> I get it too. So I don't know. It's just. It's a weird time we live in, so I, I think it's what we have to say about it more than anything else. We got Nick, we got Gene Simmons playing Nikki, Sim, Nikki Six Bases. We got Kiss bicycles. We got Bruce Kulick putting out pancake recipes. Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> hey, what is going on?
0: And Ken still doesn't have his Dubai shit. Right.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Any word this week, Ken? <laughs> of course not. <laughs>
2: I know that I saw that post that Julian He had a picture of some post, of uh, right?
0: Uh, yeah. It feels ripped off. Yep. So someone had the audacity on Twitter yes. to say, where's my Dubai shit? Um, tagging Gene and I think some other – Paul Stanley and, and Kiss – yeah and, so i'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that person's already been blocked um you know because I, i'm sure gene blocked me for less when i I don't even have a clue what i've ever posted on twitter that's uh, confrontational or anything but um ken are, are are you feeling hopeful or less hopeful
2: well i saw i saw that and i said hashtag me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah so, but, but you, you didn't post it on twitter I did
2: on Twitter. Yeah, I did not want to be blocked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't oh, think, no. I, don't, I don't think Dubai no, no, no. is going to get resolved any more than magic, you know, and congratulations to Ross on selling his house in January, you know. Yeah. People were posting that on the board, and it's like uh, it's been, it was bought by a flipper. Uh, so but the person who's made it look nice and habitable is not Ross. It was the person who bought the house who has now resold it. So, um,
3: but there is a new uh, Kiss fan book coming out. A guy oh, I ordered it. A, yeah, yeah, so Ken ordered it. Maybe you can, you know, more about Ken than me. Well, what kind
2: of it's book a is it? it's a it's a fan uh, Kiss fan story of their fandom, pretty much. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I saw it. Uh, it's called I Stole Your Love, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's by a member i can't remember the guy's name maybe johnny has it but true uh, kiss fan a, a true yeah true kiss fan and he uh he's actually a, a member of the the board um so um I, i'm you know I, i'm it looks interesting it look it might be a fun read um to see another person's view of kiss and how they got into the band and And through all the years, you know, kind of his following the band and and things that happened, uh, you know, his way. It's it's always good to hear each, uh, you know, other stories, Kiss fan stories. You know, I uh, hear, you know, Lonnie's stories from when he got into it and Daniel's and, you know, yours and, every, you know, many people. And it's always interesting to hear their take on uh, when they got into the band and and their experiences.
0: So the book is I Stole Your Love, The 100% True Story of a 100% True Kiss Fan by Ron <laughs> Williams. And you can find the thread on the FAQ or look up the book on uh, Amazon. It looks like it's self-published, too. it's available a Kindle and paperback. Um, I'll probably get a copy, and it's currently number 58 in Heavy Metal Music Books, so uh, good luck to Ron on on that, and maybe we'll do a review show and uh, see if he can be persuaded to come on. I'm sure he'll be doing the rounds on podcasts, so I always like to wait and see what other people ask. Um, Another good thread this week, and... I, I don't know if anyone would be willing to answer if their wives or significant others might actually hear them or or be able to watch the show later um, and have evidence. But what is the <laughs> most money that you have ever spent on Kiss Memorabilia, Mr. Lonnie? Memorabilia. <laughs> That's a <great laughs> question. She's not here and she wow. doesn't watch the show. Oh. <laughs>
1: You know, I have paid for meet and greet. You know, those aren't cheap. You know, and that's, but that's an experience. You know, and I've gone on the cruise, but that's an experience. Merch. Merch itself. I bought a Paul Stanley painting. Oh, did get you? It? Yes. Can we great. see it? Mm, I don't know if I can get it. I, okay. it's, it's, uh, I don't know if I can go It's not that. the one of his uh, self-portrait, is it's it? It's not, no. My, Joe, circle. Del, Joe O'Dell bought the It's, a, it's either a circle or a square or something. No, Joe <laughs> O'Dell bought the self-portrait. I bought, I bought. it's just it's Paul Stanley in his makeup, and it's the lyrics of Love Gun. Oh, oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: That's a good, good one.
0: Yeah, nice. And, like it, that
1: was, one. Yeah, it was 2700 bucks. <clears throat> well, there you go.
0: Okay, yeah. so... Your, your wife already knows that exists, so you're, you're getting it. Yeah. She can I don't it. think she knows what I paid for it, though.
1: <laughs> I thought you paid you know, $100 bucks for it. You got oh, that, It was
0: bucks. a deal, honey. It's yeah. just a print. It's just a four year together. That's all
1: That's all.
3: Himself. It was <laughs> all right, Daniel, what, what about you? Well, after watching, if you remember, we did a show, I think it was the four of us, uh, we did a show on the worst kiss merchandise of all time. It wasn't that long ago, and Lonnie, he ha- he had like I all got a bunch of the stuff of <laughs> at home. I showed it on camera, so uh, I have nothing to. I haven't spent that type of money on anything when it comes to kids, uh, Actually, I think I, I always was more into the music, and uh, I wouldn't buy a Paul Stanley painting if you held a gun to my head. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, it's it's not my cup of tea at all but I, you know it's different for different persons so if you like it you buy it but the most i've spent uh, is surely on a kiss experience you know like going to norway staying there for three days watching one or two kiss shows uh, spending money on beer and and uh, you know uh, kiss merch at, at the, the arena that sort of stuff. But nothing crazy. I think, like, when it comes to items, uh, the, the most expensive thing I ever bought was maybe a signed copy of, um, you know, that uh, album they released after Hard in the Shade. That, what was it called? Uh, last oh, L- first, first Kiss, Last Lick. Yeah. First Kiss, Last Lick. Yeah, yeah. The promo. Yeah, the promo. But uh, this was like back in '92, so I, I don't remember how much I, I bought, bought it for. But I remember it uh, stung a bit when I bought it. That yeah. thing
0: sells for yeah, right. a shitload really? now. I, I sold one in the last year, and I'm friendly with the person who bought it, and he offered me so much. I'm like, oh, I can't take that much, <laughs> you know. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it just didn't. It did not feel right, and it, it wasn't signed. Um, but that was a cool promo. Okay, Ken. Is the voice of reason reasonable with his budget, or has he ever been unreasonable? Been for the most part.
2: But you know that first kiss la- last. Week, I think I got it for ten bucks when it came out, or when it was out bitch. in the used store back when, it, <laughs> back around nineteen ninety or whatever it was. Damn. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I could count a couple things. I, I'm going to say the the. The most really was the Casteria, uh box set, you know, the, the 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 road case, right? The road case that came and it had all but the, the vault. Well, oh, the vault is not that's, a, that's only seven
0: fifty necessarily. Most of it's the experience. I, I count, I count,
2: <laughs> I count, I, count, I count the actual vault as like five hundred
0: bucks. And I count the
2: rest as, you know, the Gene Simmons, you know, experience or whatever, you know, the meet and greet and that stuff. That's how I see that. I see it in Vlalta as around $500. That's how it justifies that. Which is what they're actually charging right now, I think. Um, (laughs) Yes, that's how (laughs) it justifies. But so, really, it's the Casteria thing. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a whole set of albums. But, you know, a lot of those albums, those those exclusives have have gone up and... (laughs) <laughs> value, um, but uh, otherwise, I'll just say that you know I I bought stuff for like uh, usually you know a couple hundred bucks or so. I mean you know you got the the platinum awards like two hundred and seventy dollars or something like that. I have one of those, and I, I, the 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 uh, what is it the pyramid? You know the hot in the shade promo that I've showed before. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that was you know in the two hundreds. Range. Um, I I, can, I don't know what it would go for now. Probably a lot more. But uh, um, you know, I was lucky to find one of those. Actually.
1: Speaking of awards, I want a revenge award next next month. 30th anniversary.
2: Yeah, I hope I hope there's some kind of revenge stuff come coming out next month.
0: I'm a gonna quiz. guess they will.
2: I'm gonna guess they, yeah, they're gonna do quiz. something.
0: There will be. Yeah. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. well mark mark Spoiler. got hit mark got his funded by the podcast your your revenge one Lonnie, will be funded by the podcast wow be wow, wow wow you, you got to get you got to get something out of that ad revenue that builds up slowly <laughs> over the years and it's been about 4 years since mark so i think there should be uh 100 bucks in the kitty by now so You know, no, no, that'll definitely get taken care of for you. Yeah, for me, it's weird. You know, obviously I've done Paul Stanley Guitar Experience, Tommy Experience, The Vault. Those experiences, right. Um, A lot of the the demos and acetates I got, which you would think would be expensive, I got good deals at auction on. So Mm. I I don't know. It it's probably memos and well, I got some video. Um, uh, it's, it's really hard to tell, but we're, we're talking, you know, high four figures. Uh, and, and that's as specific as I'm willing to get, but and
2: <laughs> right, it,
0: it hurts, but it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but sometimes it does because you're just sitting there looking at this shit and you're like, oh, I'd love to share this. Oh no. Cause then Archer's going to sell it. So, you know, that's that's where my interests are still, all on the historic stuff, whether it is documents, um, and I much prefer to get, you know, original stuff. I hate photos. I'm not interested in photos, but uh, th- there's been a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any awards left. Got Eric's, Eric Carr's diary and, you know, some of his, oh, really? his, that's cool. his, his advanced cassettes of The Elder. Um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fun stuff. Boot, yeah, bootlegs, obviously. Yeah, I, I did buy some 75 ones. Yeah, hard to, hard to tell. Too much, that's for sure.
3: Too that's much, for
0: too. shit Sure, too <laughs> much. Whereas it should have been all about the music. Here's another topic from the board. When do you think Ace Frehley peaked? When were his skills at the very highest before any decline started occurring and I, I guess that's a somewhat interesting thing to consider with all of these guys because to be perfectly honest there doesn't seem to have been a tremendous amount of personal growth musically within the band and that applies to all of them there to me they're extremely good at what they do but there haven't been a continuous reinvention of themselves throughout their careers they kind of found that pocket and they sat in it daniel ace
3: well that's kind of a hard one because if you look at the members of the original members i guess most people would say that they all peaked somewhere around 76 maybe 77 uh, 75 somewhere around there but when it comes to ace he actually added some some uh, skills later on because if you remember, the first, if you recall the first albums, he, he did some fantastic songs, but he never sung on them. Uh, first time he did that was in 77. And then in 78, he released his solo album and wrote some great stuff and sang it real well as, as well. So when he peaked, I, I almost, I'd have to say 78, I think, because that's when he... Showed all his skills. Previously, we've never really heard him singing that much. Just uh, a song on on Love Gun and uh, one on Alive 2, I think, and that's it. So I'd go for 78, actually, a bit Lani. later than the others.
0: Lani, what about you?
3: Yeah, that
1: that was that was my um, thought immediately as well. Was was 78. We, you know he's he's building up. You know you you you, get, you know you get you get Shaq me. You get rocket ride, and then all of his skills just really are showcased on that '78 solo album. You know, and, and he is featured quite a bit on on Dynasty and on Masked, but I think that '78 solo album with his guitar playing and singing ability and songwriting ability is just showcased so much there. And I I don't think as much as I like. The Freely Comet album, Freely's Comet albums, and his other solo work, I, it, 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 wanes in comparison to that. That, that's Ace at his best, is, is seventy eight. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to say seventy eight because of how good that you know the album is, and though though he says he was saving up a lot of those songs. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but he said he was saving them, um, knowing that was coming at some point. But uh, I'm going to say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to say when he left Kiss, that's he hit his peak. I mean, that is right right before he left Kiss, actually. Um, I, I think he was still turning out pretty uh, good solos and that sort of thing. Um he still had something. I, I think, it, and I, st- I, I still think it's a lot it has to do with just the chemistry, even though he's just writing his writing songs. He's, he's going up against, it's a competition. And of him, so his songs against, you know, Gene and, and Paul and that sort of thing. So when he's became solo, it's no longer a competi- competition. It's just a competition with himself and he's just going to do whatever. Um, um and the songwriting was not quite as good as his songwriting before, and the solos were pretty good, but they kind you know kept you know kind of going down the memorable type the memorable type solos that he was uh, known for were kind of less memorable um, going going on you know going forward. So I, I'm going to say right before he left Kiss, because um, I think he still had it. Um, and and uh, was still able to, you know, churn out songs if he wanted to. I think he wanted to do a lot of stuff on the elder that he wasn't allowed to, or they cut it, you know, or Bob cut it, or whatever happened. Um, so that's how I look
0: at it. Still hope to hear that shit one day if it exists. Yeah, 78. I need for a me. box set. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, oh don't get me started. Yeah, (laughs) 78 is, he hits that peak without a doubt, but he's on a nice plateau for three years, Um, in essence. That in Dynasty era, he brings five in, three are used. Um, You know, sure, one's a cover, but it's fully realized. Um, And Gene only gets, what? what well, Gene had uh,
3: extra two extra Eyes on and char- yeah,
0: and charisma. <laughs> charisma so he, he's right. already competing and exceeding Gene and just doing very solid songs and arrangements. Listen to, you know, Hard Times. That's a very well-crafted That's song. That's a great song. It's yeah, a good vocal, song. it's good guitar work, it's a great arrangement. Um, you know, again, I think we need a Deluxe of Dynasty to hear, you know, what it came from yes. before Vinnie Poncia uh, got his hands on it. That would be very interesting to know how fully realized. Ace has said that you know the arrangement of what he did with 2,000 men was all his and it was ready to go. But what about the other songs that you know, Save Your Love as well, which is one of my all-time favorite Ace songs. Period. Again, exquisitely crafted. So he's on that plateau, getting more material on the Gene, and Gene's stuff is good on Dynasty. But it starts getting a bit dodgy on Unmasked, where he again brings in four songs. Three are used. I'd love to hear that one that wasn't uh, that was shown on one of the Rachel uh, photos. I think it Over the Edge or something like that. What mm. was that? I'd love to yeah, know that
2: interesting.
0: as well. Uh, so you know, three of them get, get done there. And again, they're well crafted songs. Talk to Me is still in that rock vibe whereas jeans are going you know getting a bit pretentious and a bit off base and torpedo girl is still a good rock song even if it's quirky and you know not to everyone's taste because of of the lyrics so you know ace had a good plateau from that 78 point so you know that's where it's at and then it's it's kind of downhill from there for the rest of his career that he becomes a backseat driver to his own career career. You know, he had a lot of people, Ritchie with him in the early eighties, the earliest part of Frelly's Comet and Arthur Stead on uh, our steed on, on keys. And then of course, Todd Howarth comes in and takes a lot yeah. of that load on the creativity. Oh, yeah, he, he, yeah. He kind of, he kind of becomes a, a director, you know, outsources
3: his own creativity. Mm-hmm. it 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 boggles the mind to think what would happen if ace would have become drug free in 83 or something i think we could see a lot of good material because um he was kind of lazy by the second coming and his output was uh, of course very low after that for a decade or two
0: Yeah, and it's sad that The Elder happens then for Ace because he's coming mm-hmm. off two albums where he's contributing a lot. He's gotten used to contributing, and all of a sudden, well, no, we're going to do this weird stuff that he's mm-hmm. just not invested in. If it's straightforward rock, he had no problem. Lazy Ace?
1: Yeah, the, the placement of The Elder is really unfortunate for Ace because not only did it, it take away a lot from what he was contributing to the band, but it also, at the end of the day, made him leave the band. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. the, the placement of the elder for him is just is is really, really unfortunate, and it and it really changed the band permanently.
3: And then, of course, the style of guitar playing changed dramatically True. a few years later, than in the early eighties. So I don't know. Uh, if he would have stayed in KISS when KISS wanted to be current, uh, because Paul and Jean couldn't sure as hell make him play like uh, one of the guys in Iron Maiden or, or uh, Judas Priest or, or something. So uh, I think his days were numbered any, anyway because of the music scene and Paul and Jean wanting to stay current.
0: Yeah, but look at Aerosmith. And yeah, you know, I, I'm too close to that story and, you know, sure. having, having obviously done a book on it. But they, Joe and Brad, didn't become different guitar players. They didn't okay. become the L.A. guitar players at all for Permanent Vacation, Dunham, Mirrors, or Pump. They were still playing the same kind of meaty guitar that was very much their meat and potatoes in the 70s. So it is down to Gene and Paul making that decision that they followed the shiny object from L.A., all, all those kind of new players, rather than changing the dynamic of the band and updating it and remaining true to themselves. Aerosmith managed to stay true to themselves and change slightly. Kiss. I think jumped on a couple too many bandwagons, perhaps, in, in getting those completely different guitar sounds. Maybe it didn't work. Maybe it did. What did I just kill the there conversation you with? Uh, there you it. It. <laughs>
3: did
0: I did. fell asleep when you talked about
3: Aerosmith. I mentioned oh. Aerosmith again.
0: Damn it. Well, someone uh, kind of mentioned something this week on the board, and we'll wrap up on this point. Um, that god-awful UK documentary from 2000
3: that I (laughs) I
0: unfortunately participated in. Uh, Mike Mike was kind enough to involve me in it back then, and, you know, kudos to him for for sharing that because... the person who posted it asked my permission first they're like hey do you mind if I post this because it's really bad <laughs> I'm like go for it. it's out there I put up with all the ribbing from friends and family back home when that came out it was so bad how yeah. we were set up in there and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't comfortable in the first place being under the cameras I was like the first time ever but uh, did any Daniel you
3: checked it out Bob. yeah I checked it out I, I laughed out loud when I watched it but you were really a victim of the editing and uh, there was really like a, a trap set for you uh, when you did that interview it seemed like uh, the one who did the video had one thing in mind and that was show uh, Try to show off, Kiss fans as uh, you know, not nutcases sort of, or Kiss or nerds, uh, yeah. Kiss nerds and and stuff like that. So, uh, but uh, nowadays it's kind of fun to watch uh, because we all know that you're more than that. So uh, yes. I enjoyed it.
0: Five years after graduating from university with a degree in philosophy and politics. Yes, that that was how I was presented on, on television. Funnily, I was invited to be on Family Jewels as the Kiss fan, and I'm so glad I turned that down. Really? That would have been hilarious. Oh, I turned that, that down. They, they came to me, and I recommended someone else who also turned it down, and then they finally got it to that, and then last year, wow. I was invited to, to do two Uh, documentaries. One, Def Leppard because obviously Mm. I did a book on Def Leppard Um, and also Kiss and unfortunately scheduling conflicts arose so I was unable to do either of those. Not that I had any recollection of this unfortunate uh, Smart move on your point. Yeah, you know what? You knew how they would have painted you. I, I think this is kind of my level of media and also i'm not photogenic i'm not good on camera and i would never trust an editor ever 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 again after that god well, on that happy note, that thread is still on the <laughs> FAQ with the wonderful title of Julian and Michael Brownville stitched up in a UK documentary from 2000. If you want to check out top ten stadium rock bands from Channel 4, uh, you do so, and you have been warned. It is bad, and a lot of the other bands featured in there don't get much better either. It's, uh, yeah, go back to... I, I can't even remember who... Uh, people were listening to back then in in the UK because that's right after I left. All right, that's it for this week. A bunch of random topics. Next week, we do actually have a real topic that we have been preparing for. So we hope that you will join us then for now. From Moni, Daniel, Ken, and myself, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds.